Well, we're getting near the end of our summer message series on the fruit of the Spirit, which unfortunately means we're also getting near the end of the summer, which is kind of a bummer for those of us who, who like summer. Uh, and But I've decided there's plenty of good weather ahead, so I'm going to kind of focus on that. And uh, But we've been working through um, a list of outcomes or characteristics that are found in those followers of Jesus Christ who are allowing his spirit to transform them and make them more like him, uh, who are in step with what his spirit is doing in their lives. And many of you probably already have this list memorized. We've been looking at it several weeks in a row now, but for those of you who don't know, I'll have Chris put it up on the, on the uh, screen. And it's found in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And we've found our way down through that list through love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, to the fruit of gentleness. And it's been somewhat difficult to do this message series because so many of these characteristics are similar uh, to each other. It's a little bit difficult to kind of uh, find a unique approach to each of these. But as I was struggling with that this week and Uh, The Holy Spirit reminded me that I'm not so much writing or giving a talk on how to be patient or how to be kind or how to be more gentle, but rather this is an opportunity to look at a scripture that gives us a picture of how beautiful and wonderful Jesus is and what our lives can look like when our lives reflect his life. And last week we looked at a passage of scripture from Exodus where God described himself to Moses as rich in unfailing love and faithfulness. And this week we're going to look at a passage of scripture from Matthew 11:28 in which Jesus describes himself. And as we read this passage, I would invite you to let Jesus' words be an invitation to you. Uh, maybe you came in here today feeling beaten down or overwhelmed or Uh, unsure about the future or empty inside or feel fearful about some situation in your life or carrying something that so heavy you just need to put it down and not carry it around any longer these are jesus words to you this morning they're from matthew 11 28 to 30 come unto me all you who are weary and heavy and burdened and i will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Does anybody need to hear that today? Jesus describes himself as gentle and humble, a place of rest. And it seems like in today's culture, there's this striving for first place and to succeed and to have more and do more and be all that. And gentleness is not something that we think about much or aim for uh, much of the time. And yet, as you read this description and this invitation that Jesus gives us, it, it resonates with us and touches something deep down inside of us that longs to have a safe place where we can put down our guard, stop running, stop worrying, stop carrying heavy hurts, stop pretending, stop trying to figure things out, stop being angry about things in the past, and 
and feel safe to just rest and be who you are. And that's the kind of person that Jesus is. Isaiah 42, 3 says that of Jesus, a, a bruised reed he will not break and a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. That's gentleness. And when we develop the fruit of gentleness in our lives, other people can find that same kind of safe, accepting, loving place of rest for their souls when they are around us. And yet there's sometimes something in us that resists or is afraid of being seen as gentle. Um, We're afraid of being seen as weak. And the good news is that gentleness is not uh, spinelessness. Gentleness is not weakness. In fact, the word that's used in the Greek language for gentleness is more along the lines of power under control. Power under control. Um, The Baker's Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology, and that's a different baker than me, of course, (laughs) defines it this way sensitivity of disposition and kindness of behavior founded on strength and prompted by love kindness that has the strength to act and is prompted by love to do so a gentleness is recognized as gentleness by the mere fact that the one being gentle has the power to do otherwise gentleness is gentleness when power is turned into compassion and kindness when when strength is guided by love. Uh, I thought about putting a picture I found this week. It was a gorilla holding a kitten. And, and, you know, that's a great picture of, of, of gentleness, uh, the, the power to harm, but to instead use that for kindness and, and gentleness. And to get us thinking about the topic of gentleness a little bit, I, I thought we'd start by um, creating a list of, some of the things that um, need to be treated gently or the times when gentleness is called for. What what are some things that we need to treat gently? Uh, (laughs) Okay, I hadn't thought of that one, but you're right. (laughs) Nitroglycerin. New babies. I was thinking more along that line. (laughs) Eggs, angry wives, okay, eggs, feelings, other things we treat gently or times when we need to be gentle with children, okay, good. Those are sick, good, all right. Good, good list. Um, most of these are things that are fragile and that have value, right? And, and at the top of God's list would be people. And if you think about it, um, people have this amazing ability to be strong. I have seen people with this unbelievable inner strength. Uh, they go through the most difficult kinds of things, and yet they stay afloat and they keep going. I've seen people with great physical strength and emotional strength and spiritual strength. People are one of the strongest of God's creations. But we can also be very fragile, can't we? 
and need to be handled with gentleness. Uh, our feelings get hurt. Our dreams get crushed. Our self-esteem gets damaged. Our hearts get broken. We all need gentleness and to be gentle with others. And we do that because people have great value and because God has been gentle with us. And Paul gives us another motivation in Philippians 4, 5, and this is our memory verse for this week, so let's read it together. Philippians 4, 5. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Philippians 4, 5. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Not, not just some people, not just the people that are gentle with you, but let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And isn't that a great motivator? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't our gentleness be more evident to all if indeed the Lord were standing physically near? If in every encounter we had the choice to handle a situ situation with gentleness or not, and Jesus was standing by observing. And, and I'm not sure if the writer meant this, if he actually is reminding us that <clears throat> uh <-huh>, the Lord is near, <laughs> or if he's reminding us that the Lord is near, the day of his coming when we'll give an accounting for all of our actions. But either way, we can know that we are able to respond with gentleness because the Lord is here. We have the Lord's power, and he enables us, gives us the ability to turn our power into strength guided by love and be gentle. And this morning, we're going to look at some ways um, that we can develop gentleness that's guided by love and evident to all. So if you want to go ahead and pull out your message notes, uh, if you haven't already done that, and we'll look at some scriptures that will help us develop gentleness in our lives. And the first thing we'll need to do is to be intentional about pursuing gentleness. Jesus told us to take his yoke, which is his teaching, upon us and learn from him. Jesus invites us to learn to be gentle from the one who is perfectly gentle and humble. First uh, Timothy 6.11, uh, Paul is speaking to Timothy here, giving him some words of advice and instruction, and he exhorts him, But you, man of God, flee from this, and he'd been talking about the love of money. He says, Free, Flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Gentleness is something that we need to learn, that we pursue. And sometimes we don't recognize the opportunities that we have every day to exercise gentleness, to be intentional about pursuing and learning to respond with gentleness. We're going to watch a video uh, that illustrates uh, those occasions that we have each day to practice and to train ourselves to be gentle and patient. Uh, Chris will start it for us. And it has sound. It might not be plugged in. <laughs> You can bail the black and then. Mm -hmm. 
one of the things that's been significant for me is discovering the difference between training uh, and trying. It's a transformation of, of, of your daily routine. It's a substantially different approach. Trying to go to the health club on a regular basis and trying to understand all of that equipment there uh, without having any training is really pointless. Since I'm a new Christian, I expected everything to just happen. And I was concerned because it wasn't, didn't just happen. I'm not all of a sudden loving. So that was very important to me to learn that I need to train. You can try and try and try, but if you don't have the training to go with it, it's going to be very frustrating. My family and I were driving back from a play that my daughter had been in, and uh, we wanted to stop for a cup of coffee. We go to this coffee shop, and uh, there's a line. So we, we're standing there in line. There's myself, my wife, another woman, and a guy in a wheelchair in the front of the line. Part of the problem with this gentleman is he had trouble speaking, and he had a, some kind of a device on his wheelchair where he would type in the letters, and they would actually kind of come up on the screen. And the guy behind the counter could not understand quite what he was asking for. I was watching the woman in front of us, and uh, she was very impatient. And, and I could see her. I could see her just her body language, her face. And I noticed that, and I thought, you know, well, what's her deal? And it was a realization, that's a mirror for me. School's in session right now, and I get a chance to learn something right here, right now, waiting for a couple of coffee. School's in session every day. And, you know, some of you are more uh, naturally more gentle than others and your personality is more attuned and sensitive to others' feelings, or you've had more opportunities to develop that, and others of you need to be more intentional about training and pursuing gentleness. But it's an area that we all can grow in as we allow Jesus' love and his gentleness to be made visible in us. And then the second way that we develop gentleness is to exercise wisdom and understanding with others. And I was thinking about this need for gentleness, and we understand this in our everyday life when we're working on a project in the shop or the art studio or the kitchen. And when uh, what you're working on is not yet finished, you know, it isn't fully formed, the glue is still wet or the braces aren't yet in place or the screws aren't tightened all the way or the cake has risen but it's not yet done. If you're not gentle with the project at that point, it can easily fall apart and everything you've done to that point in it is wasted. And it's true of our projects in our garage, our wood, wood shop, in the kitchen, in the sewing room, and it's true of our marriages, of kids, of friendships, relationships with coworkers. We are God's workmanship. We are all works in projects progress. None of us are finished. And we have to exercise understanding of where people are coming from and what they're going through in our encounters with them. James 3.13 says, Who among you is wise in understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. Gentleness is evidence of wisdom and understanding. And it seems to me that the older we get, 
the more mellow and gentle we should be because we've had years of seeing the outcomes of and damage done when we lacked gentleness. Colossians 3:12 and 13 says so as those who have been chosen of God holy and beloved put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience bearing with one another and forgiving each other whoever has a complaint against anyone just as the Lord forgave you so also should you and when we gain understanding and wisdom we'll be more willing to bear with one another to forgive others because we know that um, we need forgiveness and you know that work requires some putting up with ourselves sometimes and that understanding enables us to be gentle with others and then the third way that we develop a gentleness that's evident to all is to be careful with our words and this is one of the areas that's probably the hardest to exercise gentleness in and and yet it's the most likely way that will hurt others I remember going on a mission trip with uh, some teens and their parents and some other folk. And um, one on one occasion, we were out working, and this teenager picked up his dad's Makita uh, drill. And his dad said to him, put that down. It's worth more than you are. And, wow, that just, you know, caught to the heart and they're uh, definitely a gentler way to say that and um, gentle people put their words under God's control so that they can be used for his purposes Second Timothy 2.42 says 22, 24 dyslexia all over the place <laughs> okay <laughs> says the Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome but be kind to all able to teach, patient when wrong, with gentleness correcting those in opposition. The Bible tells us to be careful about our words, and one of the characteristics of a gentle person is that their words are under God's control. They don't always say what they think. Instead, they extend grace and say the thing that heals and gives encouragement. And and that doesn't mean that we never say the needed thing, Uh, I like this quote that I read this week. It says, gentle people do not use harsh words, but they do use hard words said with great love. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3 says, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And our goal as followers of Jesus Christ is to allow his gentleness to be shown to others through us for our strength and power to be guided by love. You know, Jesus had the power to calm storms. He had myriads of angels at his disposal. He knew how to change the chemical makeup of water to wine Uh, He was called the Lion of Judah, yet he became the Lamb of God for us. Strength guided by love caused him to carry our cross. Our goodness, our gentleness will be evident to all as we remember to let our strength be guided by his love. Let's pray. 
Lord God, we, we praise you. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, the gentle shepherd who became the Lamb of God for us. And we pray that you would help us to always uh, not do damage to his name and his uh, kingdom by our actions, but to always act in gentleness and love, guided by his strength and his power. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.